This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, this is Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris Donahue. What's up, Chris? Hey, how goes? Chilling, man. Uh, you, you sound kind of sick over there. Oh, yeah. I got I got the cold. The cold that's going around, it hit me. hit me hard. Damn, son. Yeah, I'm pushed through, though. <laughs> My voice going to be extra sexy today. Ooh, zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, the, I had that freaking cold for like... You still have three, it. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I have the back end of it for sure. Great. It's like a, a little tiny cough. I think I got it on Halloween. I'm having too much fun. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, there. there was already a bug going around and then probably like drinking, you know, breaking down your immune system a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Got all up in there. I was doing my costume thing. <laughs> You're so nuts. <laughs> all right. Can we, can we get like right into the story? Yeah. Um, so we were talking about this off air and, uh, should men be able to opt out of fatherhood right and so obviously i feel like you know it's a a woman's body a woman carries the baby it's it's also it takes two to tango right right and you know i feel like a lot of guys do kind of feel like oh well you know i'm not ready for this and i don't want the baby and blah 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 um You know, I'm kind of on the fence about it because I I believe that if a guy tells you from the beginning that he does not want a baby with you and then you kind of know that you're putting as a woman, you know, you're putting yourself in a situation by having unprotected sex. We have to carry the babies. You know, we need to be more careful as well. But you have unprotected sex. He comes inside of you. Nine out of ten, you're going to get pregnant. If you know that he does not want a kid and you're like well listen i'm gonna keep the baby anyway because it's my body it's my choice and the guy's like well look i don't want to have anything to do with the baby it basically what they're asking is is that okay for him to just be like yo i'm out or uh because i feel like guys can like sign off right guys can just sign off and be like hey you know I'm going to like sign off on being a dad. Well, like there's a, legally. There's a couple things in here. I mean, there's there's legally being a dad and then there's fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Legally, one can be a dad, but still not actually showing up and being a father with any love, care and attention. Yeah. So can you legally force someone to take financial responsibility? Yes. Can you force them to be a father? No. If they choose to just not show up with any presence or care or whatnot, then they're really not involved. No, but I mean, if a... a if a guy literally does not want to be bothered like right. for the rest of his life then you don't want him to be involved well you don't emotionally but i'm saying can a guy actually go to court and say look i didn't want this baby 
She knew I didn't want this baby. I don't want to be a father. Can I just sign over full custody to her? And well, that's not- what this guy tried to do, and it was shot down by the judge. The judge said, "We're not. That's not going to fly, and you are responsible." And here's my concern. Children don't need two parents. Children don't need a mom and a dad. Children can have one parent and be healthy. Children can have parents of the same gender and be healthy. Parent, children can have multiple parents. What children need is love, care, and attention. Yes, for sure. You don't need two people and you don't need a man and a woman. And this is kind of walking us into that a little bit. I also know that there's nothing worse for a child than being part of a you know, parental dynamic where they don't care about each other or one of them doesn't want to be there. Yeah. That's horrible. Yes. And so if you're pregnant and the quote unquote father doesn't want to be involved, I don't think I'd want you to have him involved. Now, is he legally responsible financially? In some cases, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess the message is for guys, if you're going to have unprotected sex or, you know, God forbid the condom breaks, you might be, you know, forced to be financially responsible for the rest of your life. So think twice. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't necessarily get to opt out. Yeah. So I know a lot of girls that like the guys are literally like, yo, I do not want a baby with you. Well, I'll, I'll say I've had sex with people who I absolutely did not want to have a baby with at times when I was absolutely not prepared financially or emotionally to be a father. Mm-hmm. And if in fact that person got pregnant, I would want to talk to them about having about not being a family. I yeah. would have to own up and say, I'm not in any place where I have any interest in creating that kind of family dynamic with you. Yeah. But then, okay, so this is the question. So if the girl's like, listen, it's my body. I want to keep the baby. What do you do then? Well, on one level. You're just, you're forced into fatherhood at that point. I chose to be involved by having sex Mm -hmm. because everyone I think at this point knows that when you penetrate another person, if you're a male bodied individual and you penetrate a female bodied individual, that you're setting yourself up for the possibility of producing a child. Yeah. So in me doing that, I was already acknowledging that risk and taking that responsibility. Right. And again, I have to say, if you're not really, you know, ready for that, then don't do that. Yeah. There's no such thing as safe sex. There's safer sex. Yeah. Condoms are not a hundred percent effective. Neither Mm -hmm. is birth control. Right. But my whole thing is like, I know girls that are like, you know, the guys say that they don't want the baby and they're like, well, look, I'm going to keep the baby anyway and you're going to be financially responsible or, you know, they eventually have the baby and then they want to know why the guy isn't around. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of a fucked up situation because he told you he wasn't going to be around and you made the choice to keep the baby. So like, so let's say I get pregnant, right? And the guy's like, yo, am I really don't want a baby with you? I'll be like, I know at that point that if I decide to have a baby, it's on me for the rest of my life. Cause he literally told me he, he wants nothing to do with the baby. Well, and in this scenario that we, that brought this topic up, this guy who went to court was saying the woman's okay with me not being involved physically, but she still wants me to financially be involved. And I, and I have no right in saying no to that. I have no right in saying, I don't want you to give birth to this baby. It's actually being forced on me. Right. Oh, well, fuck it. Pay her child support. (laughs) Well, that's what the court said. So he's shit out of luck. (laughs) Money. This, this next one is, I think really valuable. Mm -hmm. So it's a study and it talks about how, happiest couples sleep incredibly close together. So as a couples and sex therapist, I am a huge proponent of a lot of closeness and touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say this a lot. Do I really? Is that why you're laughing? Yeah. No, it's cute because, <laughs> you know, I like that you're so honest. Is I always feel like that. Like I, you know, in relationships, I'm very, very affectionate when right. I really like someone. I like to kiss and hug and touch and text and call. And, you know, 
a lot of people would be like, yo, that's needy. Like they frown upon it. And like, I always felt like I couldn't. Yeah, I was You're really trying. Good. Here's the kicker. You are trying to bond and attach. Yeah. And in psychology, we talk a lot about bonding and attachment. So here's the thing. There are three things that are needed to fully attach to someone. And when I say attach, I'm getting really intellectual here. But if me and you do these three things mm-hmm. and we are fully attaching, our brains are wiring. Yeah. When my brain wires to someone I'm in a committed relationship with. We are only separated by our skin. And that's why when you have a breakup, you literally feel like something's being torn out of you. And that's because neurologically it is. Our brains have wired. But three things are needed. Eye contact, Mm -hmm. touch, and intentional time together. Right. Those three things. That's why long distance doesn't feel so good. Yeah. But it's intentional touch. I can be flying on an airplane to the East Coast. My body is physically touching some dude next to me for six hours. That's not a bonding. Right. It has to be that intentional touch. And that's what you're trying to do. It's a compliment. Yeah. But like I said, people fucking frown upon that. Guess what? Those they are say, people oh, that you're aren't needy, mature enough. You want too much. Say thank you. It's a red flag. They're saying I'm not. I'm not relationally developed enough for I want that much depth and closeness. And it's good for you to know. Thank Damn. you. And I tell them Gems. to sleep close. I say sleep together. Um, the more touch you have, the closer you'll feel. The more you'll co-regulate each other. That's another big word in my field: co-regulation. Where if I'm overwhelmed, you come over, you touch me, I automatically start to feel soothed and regulated. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So what is this? So like if you sleep close together and so as in touching yes. at least throughout the night, right? Right. That means you have a better relationship or it, you will have a better it relationship. It means you have the potentiality of feeling closer and more connected to them. Got it. There's also these transition moments since we're on the topic. Uh, when you wake up, when you go to sleep. And every time you exit or enter the house, you should physically acknowledge your partner in some form. Yeah. Touch them, greet them, give them a kiss good night, give them a kiss good morning, something. I love that. Could you imagine just like walking in the house like, oh, all right, yo, yeah, my day was amazing. It's all good. Do you know how many couples People I work that? with where I'll say to them, how do you greet each other when you come home? Oh, we say hello. And I'll say, what are you doing? And the guy will say, well, I come home. She's over there, you know, doing something uh, by the sink, perhaps. And I sit down and I open my laptop and I said, oh, man, you didn't touch. Nope. You didn't make any eye contact, sort of from across the room. I'm like, doesn't count. Yeah, that's horrible. Yep. That's sad. I don't want to be in a relationship like that. More that touch. Sucks. More touch. Yeah. All right. This is uh <laughs> so <laughs> um someone <laughs> made <laughs> someone doing something. Someone made a, a personalized mouthpiece that helps you give better blowjobs. Confuses me a little bit. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to, you know, be in a moment and like, you know, kiss him down his chest and get on my knees and be like, hold on, babe, one second. And then like put in a mouthpiece and like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys always make better sound effects, I swear. Um, and like, yeah, and then put and then. I mean, I don't know. You're Maybe. like, mama's got to put in her mouthpiece. Hold on. I'm going to take yeah, you to heaven. Or like, do you do it like, you know, on the, on the sneak and then Wait, here's throw the better it in part. real quick. So this was put together by an artist and a dentist and it's called the an artist and ready a dentist. for the name though. This is great. The ultra BJ Nimbus 3000. Whoa. <laughs> That's a mouthful. That is serious. Here's the thing. You don't need it. You have, you have <laughs> lips and you have a mouth and you have a tongue. You know, you don't need something like that. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't guess it's need. for, I guess it's for girls or guys that like, uh, you know, have a little snaggle tooth or something. But they don't want to get their veneers messed yeah. up. 
<laughs> veneers are not cheap. These bad boys do come cheap. <laughs> I'm getting all banged up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like when you're sucking dick and the guy's like, ooh, yo, watch him teeth. I mean, it's been a long time since I heard that. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe that's what the mouth But again, again, because I'm such a romantic, I want that closeness. I want to feel your mouth on me. I don't want to feel rubber. Oh, my God. But so it's a, okay, mouthpiece or just over your teeth? It's a straight up mouthpiece. You pop it in there. God bless them. There's... I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> can who? If someone's listening, can you send us? Can you send us a, a couple so we can try them? <laughs> I actually, please do. I would get a kick out of seeing. I feel like, like my piece would let me like try that on. Yeah. Them. All right. Just for you know, just for, for exp- it, science. For science. For research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, so make sure you subscribe to Loveline with Amber Rose.com. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. You're uh, back with me, Dr. Chris. We were talking about how our producer loves anal. We just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she she keeps poppers in her purse. She's always ready to get down. She just looks so wholesome, and that's you never know, man. Surprise! She's nasty. She is. <laughs> that's why we have her on the show, though. She understands. Stop. <laughs> She's over there crying. She's like, "Please shut up." No, she doesn't like anal. She hates it. She does. Like. <laughs> Sorry, Ann. We had to get you real quick. <laughs> so we have some calls, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the callers. Uh, who's first? Tiana. Uh, Tiana. Hey, Amber. Hey, Dr. Chris. Um, my name is Tiana. I was calling because I have been having a little issue with my boyfriend. Um, we have been together for four years now, and we are super happy. We started off as sex friends, basically and ended up super falling in love with each other and I was very happy. Um, but I have been having a bit of an issue for the past maybe two years now. Um, I find that he is finishing when we have sex way sooner than he used to. I'm talking like five minutes. Like this is, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. And I feel like I'm always kind of left hanging and kind of left, like, waiting. And so I've tried, like, you know, foreplay and everything, and I find that, you know, it usually gets him a little even more excited and it makes the sex actual penetration or vaginal sex, like, shorter. So my question is, how can I, you know, kind of fix this? Man, shit, that's when you know the pussy's fire, girl. <laughs> yeah. Comes T- in five minutes. Tiana, there's no problem. That's a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, si- I, I, sorry, I just, I know how she feels. It's probably like, fuck, like, yeah. God, five minutes. But I mean, I, that's definitely a compliment for sure. Yeah, I say this with love, truly. Um, there is no problem. The problem is your lack of understanding about people's bodies. 
Guys have a central nervous system. We don't have control over how fast we come. Um, we come when we come. And the problem is that he doesn't stick around to get you off afterwards. That's the actual problem. There's no way to make him last longer, nor should he. That's shaming his body. That's shaming his penis. I'm not down with that. But he has a tongue. He has toys. He has fingers. The question's really you needing to sit him down and say, hey, you come sooner than I do. I want to keep sex going. I want to get off. And that's when he can really swoop in and be a good partner. Fucking gems, bro. <laughs> I mean, come on. That is dropping gems. Every episode, Chris. Shit. Kill me. God. So try that, Tiana, and then call back and let us know how it goes. All right, Tiana. Good luck. We got Jason up next. Hey, Amber and Dr. Chris. Uh, this is in regard to the last podcast Um For the girl who had the boyfriend with a short cock, my recommendation, cock sleeves. They're basically shaped like pocket pussies with the exception that they go around a person's cock and actually have an opening hole for semen to come out. And they come in a variety of sizes. They come in a variety of colors. And they can be sold at places like Good Vibrations in the Bay Area or Babeland in the New York area. So that's something that I didn't hear as a recommendation. Just thought I'd give you guys a shout out. Thanks. So what it was? So what is a cock sleeve? So this is good. A lot of people shake their heads at this, but it's something that you can put your penis into that you then use to have sex with a person. Does it make it longer? It can make it longer. It can make it fatter. It can be indifferent. It can be rubbery. I mean, essentially, if you want to envision it, it's a sleeve over his penis or essentially imagine your partner sliding his penis into a larger dildo and then, you know, fucking you with that so that you have more pressure. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's the thing about sex is that there's so many ways to kind of get what you want. And I tell people, go to the sex boutiques yeah. with your partner, stroll around. I see. I didn't see even know that was like available because we I mean, we get a lot of calls and girls ask me all the time. What do I do? You know, if my boyfriend's penis is a, a little small and now or I can tell I have them. guys saying to me sometimes, what do I do if my my girl's vaginal canal is too big? Yeah, or my partner's anus and I'm just not feeling enough pressure. You know, and it's really hard to sit your partner down and say, hey, I need you to clench tighter or to do some Kegels. Your, your, your badge is too, you know, too large. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually I mean, shit, a solution. It, happens. <laughs> it um, does. So how does it feel? Have you ever tried one? Um, I, I've used sleeves. Uh-huh. I'm not using this. I've not used an extender sleeve, but I've used sleeves. And what it's going to feel like is, you know, for guys, if you've ever used a fleshlight or any kind of a masturbatory, you know, aid or, or sleeve, essentially, again, um, it's going to feel like that. It's going to feel kind of rubbery inside. You can put some lube inside, mm-hmm. but it's not going to feel, you're not going to feel the woman's canal. So you're not going to feel like your penis is in a vagina. You're going to feel like your penis is inside a rubber toy. Got it. But that, you know, not to say that's not unpleasurable. And also, you know, sex is extensive. Meaning you might wear this for some of right, and then take it off, and then yeah. take it off, and you know, again, good sex partners are doing a lot of different things. If you think good sex is just pound, 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 you know, putting your penis in someone, you're a poor sex partner. Absolutely, right? There's, yeah, you know. So let's use so full more. bodies and, and other things. But Jason, that was awesome. I'm glad you threw that out there. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Jason. Dropping, dropping gems like Doctor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we have Danielle. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Um, I love both of you. This show is everything. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for so many people. Um, You guys have helped give me more clarity on my sexual health, so thank you. Um, 
I guess my question's probably more for Amber. Sorry, Chris. But you can definitely still chime in. I love it. Um, Amber, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, as a modern feminist woman, I have been considering starting to exotic dance, a.k.a. strip. So I guess I just kind of wanted to see what you thought, like, you know, being in that environment and how can I, just some tips, like advice on how to maintain a healthy mindset and just get that money. So, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much, both of you. Love you. Yeah, I think I think you should. Um, when I was stripping, it was the best time of my life. You know, just I guess a few things would be, um, you know, a lot of men will offer you a lot of money to do a lot of things. Don't do it. Go in. Nothing is sexual. Look at every single face in there as dollar signs. Go in there, make your money, go home, pay your bills. Don't do anything after, before or during sexually. Um, you know, it it does become very tempting for a lot of girls because, you know, I mean, listen, you know, when when money is involved, a lot of people will be willing to do a lot of things that they wouldn't usually do. But if you keep your head up, you stay off of drugs, you go in there, you make your money, you're it's an honest living. It, it truly is. If you're comfortable with your body, I highly suggest it if you do it the right way. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, I hear some people talk in a very patronizing, condescending way about people that choose to uh, be sex workers or dancers or strippers or erotic performers. And again, you can very much go in with choice, with full autonomy, enjoying what you do and um, have your self-esteem fully intact in doing so. So I I support you, Danielle, as well. I think that's awesome. Um, Enjoy. Make that money, girl. Uh, who's our next caller? Jamie. Jamie. Question about poppers. Hello, Amber. Hello, Dr. Chris. My name is Jamie, and I'm from Houston, Texas. And this is just a quick question. I've been wanting to try poppers. Um, I'm obviously in a gay um, relationship. We're very happy together, but, you know, all of my friends and all of his friends, they're always raving about poppers, and I've read about it. And I just want to kind of get an input um, more, I don't know, just to, um, uh, just an input, like uh, health-wise, and if you guys have ever tried poppers yourselves. So thank you so much. I love your podcast. Every time I hear it, it just makes me so horny. It's ridiculous. Bye. Well, <clears throat> all right, so Jamie, I'm glad you asked about this. Um, are they healthy? No. Let's just start there for a second. The, the poppers like fucking uh, burn your brain cells up. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it's popping brain cells. It's, you know, um, it's high doses can be fatal. They cause your blood pressure to drop. I mean, they enhance sex because they disorient you a little bit. They enhance sex because it's a vasoconstrictor and the blood flow is going to shift. But again, it's not healthy for you. Uh, if you're using something Viagra, that's especially dangerous because of the two chemical combinations. So you got to be careful with stuff like this. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I can't, I'm like, I'm such a square when it comes to like drugs. Like I literally don't do shit. I've never tried a drug in my life. I tried to smoke weed once when I was like younger, but it just wasn't my thing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm terrified of that shit, man. I, I don't, 
oh man, I, I say this and people roll their eyes, but I, I want to be fully present in the moment. Yeah. I'm not, when I have sex, even if it's anonymous sex, which again, PS anonymous sex can be some most intimate, deep connected sex you've ever had. And sometimes far deeper than the sex I've had with people I've been dating. You, I want to be present. I want to see them. I want the lights on. I want eyes open. I'm the person that makes out with my eyes open at times. Yeah. I want to see you. I want to feel you. And for me, poppers or any other kind of drug use is going to kind of check me out and pull me out of it. I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're going to do it, I always tell people do a little research. Be careful. It doesn't mix well with everything. It's not good for you. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. But again, I'm not a fan myself. Chris, sex with you is probably fucking insane bro i like to think so holy shit <laughs> right and like this the stuff that he says you're just like god damn would that thing be like, like <laughs> first you gotta peel off the, my me undies <laughs> <laughs> all right who do we have another all right we got joanna up all next. right joanna hi amber and dr chris um my name is joanna i'm 25 from st louis I absolutely love the show, love what you guys are doing. It's so empowering. I have recommended it to a bunch of people, and I feel like it just helps people. Um, but anyway, that is now I am calling. Um, I was listening to your most recent episode about male birth control and all that kind of stuff. I recently ran out of my birth, con- uh, birth control prescription. And, you know, like, meant to go back and get my yearly checkup and get more from Planned Parenthood, which I love. Um, But I didn't, and so it's been, like, a month without it. All of a sudden, a lot of this stubborn weight that I've been trying to lose for a while, like, fell off. And I have a sex drive, like, crazy. And I didn't realize that these past few years I've been taking this, it's been changing my body and all these horrific ways and I don't want to go back on it and I hate condoms and my boyfriend of the past three and a half years hates condoms and it's like I don't know what to do now um if something like this was already on the market he would totally be willing to to go for it but I mean have you I don't know tried any other birth control method Uh, is the is the male birth control available now or is it coming out it's yeah it's still being tested it's it's definitely not available yet Damn. But there is, we talked about this a couple segments ago. There's something called prep. And if taken daily, it almost eliminates the ability to be infected with HIV. If that's a concern for you. So you're yeah, pre- I get, yeah. partner could go on that. Um, if you guys are monogamous, then you don't have to worry about STDs. So if we're just talking about pregnancy, then other than condoms, you don't, that his pullout game <clears throat> better not be weak. <laughs> Here's the thing though. So, Go see, go to Planned Parenthood, go online and do some research because there's so many different kinds of um, contraceptive methods that a lot of people aren't up on. And um, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ones. I, I I have to agree with her, though, Chris. I, you know, I was on birth control for a, for a while, a long while. Um, and uh, I was like gaining weight. I was breaking out. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I got off of it. My period would last like two weeks, you know, just, just crazy shit. Like fucked up my period. Well, it's like, not, you know, remember it, birth control is not a tic-tac. 
Like you're taking something that is doing drastic, massive shifts to your bodies yeah. and hormone levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even taking Advil is not 100% safe. Right. You're putting something in your body that's changing its chemistry. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of people not being on birth control for long periods of time, period. Mm-hmm. But, you know, go find other contraceptive measures. There's the cup. There's IUDs. There's The IUDs, implants. yeah. The IUD will probably be good. Um, I think that they don't give IUDs to girls or women that don't already have a baby. Okay. Because I think that you can kind of fuck up, you know, your uh, uterus. Go to your gynecologist, your primary care physician, go online, do some research, go to Planned Parenthood. But there's multiple methods because a lot of people don't enjoy condoms. You know, here's the thing. Safe sex is important. Uh, plan, you know, being aware of whether or not you want to have risk of having a child is important. But um, not everyone wants to use condoms. All right. So you guys make sure you call in at 213-375-5258. Leave a message for right now. Um, we're getting the live phone lines soon. And, um, you know, yeah, so leave a message and, uh, you know, let us know your questions. Any question. I mean, listen, we, we, we've heard it all. So don't be shy. 213-375-5258. Make sure you subscribe as well to lovelinewithamberrose.com. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, so we have a few more callers. Uh, Kevin. 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 Hi, Amber. Hi, Chris. Thank you. Um, I am a gay male, and I just wanted to, I don't know, kind of be blunt about something and wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Um, I'm just to say I love taking dick and love when my boyfriend comes in my ass. And when we don't do it that way, like, I feel like the sex isn't good enough unless he comes inside of me. Um, yeah, I just wanted your guys' opinion on that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Well, shit. <laughs> I mean... So the question was, what do we think about the fact that he wants to be Jackie in to have sex feel good to him? I think the question was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so let's just unpack this a little bit. I think he was saying um, that he likes when his boyfriend ejaculates in his ass right. or his boyfriend likes it. Uh, either way, <laughs> either, either way, way, I mean, shit, I, I'm with it. I don't know. I don't uh, think. This well, yeah, I mean, symbolically, you want to get as close as you can. You want to carry your partner inside of you. I think in a romantic sense, there's a, something really beautiful about that. Yeah, that's part of why some people don't want to use condoms. They want to feel you. They they want to touch you. They want you close to them. They want you in them. And that's what kind of drives that. So, in symbol and so symbolically, that's really beautiful. Um, hey, if you guys are you know, fluid bonded or monogamous and you've been tested and all that and you trust each other, then, um, that's yeah, great. And I, I think there's, you know, uh, and I just want to say this, go and get tested with your partner, gay, right. straight. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think that should be kind of like a routine now. Like, yo, listen, you know, we're taking our relationship to the next level. We're about to start raw dogging, you know, let's just go together and just get tested. Which, by the way, you bring up something interesting. If you wanted to do this and you wanted to be even safer, there is a product called, funny enough, the raw dog. And oh. essentially what it is, is it's something you insert into your partner's anus that you then fuck and ejaculate into. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like they're wearing a cup. Okay. Like an anal cup. And then it comes out, out of the ass. Like Pop that baby right back out. 
Yeah. Damn. But Amber's right. You know, as a couple, go get tested. I think that's great. You can get home tests. You can do the privacy of your own home for STDs and HIV. There's a lot of clinics, you know, that do it fast, free, 15 minutes, no blood taken. I mean, yeah, but even like everything else as well. Sure. You know, if you go, if you go get the blood work, which could be, you know, expensive, but I, I feel like Planned Parenthood would do it. Oh, there's places that'll do it for free. Yeah. 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 To just go and just, man, just knock it out. I think it's a, I think it's a great, I think we should all just start doing that together and just make it very normal. I think people feel like, like, oh my God, I can't ask him or her to go do that. It's Let me kind, tell you something. Kind of, if you can't discuss or ask your partner about, you know, status and whether or not they, you know, are going to set you up for contraction with an, uh, an STD, then you're not ready to have sex with someone. Yeah, for but sure. But that's part of being a mature sexual adult is being able to ask the questions you want to ask. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. So we got Laura up next. Hi, Muba. Hello for the podcast. I love it so much. Much love from Montreal. Um, I had a question. Um, how can you boost your sex appeal or your confidence? Like, I'm not an, I'm, I think I'm cute. I have a nice body, but I found it hard to, like, show my sex appeal or just to show my confidence with my partner and dad, like, it seems like I'm shy to do it. So how can you be confident doing it and how do you, how do you do it? Because I see on your Instagram, the photos, all your videos, how you thought that you should have a lot of sex appeal and confidence. So how can I show it more? Thank you so much. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. I would say that, um, and, and I've said this before, you know, do you ever go to like a wedding or like a, a dance or, you know, and, and it's like the girl that's maybe a little heavier and maybe not that uh, attractive based on social standards, but she's in the middle of the dance floor and she's fucking killing it. And, you know, all the guys are kind of like, damn, that's fucking hot. Like, I never really looked at her that way before until she went out there and she did it with confidence and she didn't give a fuck apply that to you and yourself because there's a lot of things that especially guys really don't give a shit about cellulite stretch marks if you wear that with confidence um i really think i I mean you know i have friends that are um plus size like plus size women and i don't even look at their weight because they're so dope and so like you just kind of like look past it um, that's kind of what I do. Um, I have cellulite. I have stretch marks on my upper thighs. I am not perfect. Um, you know, and I just kind of just embrace all my imperfections and I have real boobs and they're kind of saggy. Right, Chris? I don't even have a bra on right now. They're sagging. Yeah, they're sagging <laughs> and in a very beautiful way. They're sagging, but they still look good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't have a bra on right now. And um and I don't give a shit because they're my tits and I fucking wear them and I'm confident behind it and you know what if Chris or anybody in this room doesn't like them um which he loves them but you know it's like if you just w- do it with confidence just try to be confident try to fucking fuck with the lights on and just not give a shit and just let it all out there yeah Laura she's nailing it I mean you don't you're saying you don't have a lot of confidence or a lot of sexual confidence hiding is what maintains shame 
And the way you work through shame is by exposure. And so you have to start leading with your sexuality and with your body. The more you hide it, the more you lean away from it, the more you're going to maintain how bad you feel about it. So you have to dress more sexual, talk more sexual, feel more sexual, act more sexual, and just really embody that and move through the world, marketing yourself that way a little bit more. Yep. Good luck. Our next caller is Cameo. Yeah. Hi, Amber, Dr. Chris. Good morning. Um, my question is, you spoke about seduction on the last episode, and I want to know the difference between seduction and chemistry. And I say this because I had a relationship, and the chemistry, and it was chemistry as far as mind fuck. I mean, when someone can not just whisper in your ear, but the wordplay, the messages, the the metaphors, like being able to interact with each other and making each other, like you said, stimulated, and there's no touching. Like, we were not in the same room, and I would just, like, just everywhere. Like, it's crazy. Like, he would drive here and get to my exit, and he would be, you know, aroused. So I want to know the difference between chemistry and seduction or how can you get both or one or the other from your partner? Well, Cameo, congratulations. Looks like you're killing it. Yeah, that's fucking hot. That's so hot. He's showing up at your exit already hard. Hard. (laughs) I don't know if you mean that in a literal sense or a metaphor, but he's ready, you're ready. Uh, It sounds like you have chemistry. Chemistry is just something that is or isn't. We can't force that. We can't create that. And seduction is something you do. Seduction is your attempt to maybe connect with that chemistry or or to... you know, let someone know that you're radically interested, but um, chemistry is just there or not. Yeah. And that's I the agree. that's the sad message for some couples. Couples show up in my office, they're attracted to each other, they love each other, but there is just no sexual chemistry or compatibility. They Damn, just can't meet shit? each other there. Yeah. That's and crazy. there's nothing you can I do. I feel like when that happens, though, I feel like a motherfucker could be lying. <laughs> like, what I feel like, because I feel like somebody really wants something sexually, but they're not comfortable talking about it. So they just kind of settle for average sex. And that's why there's no sexual compatibility. I'll tell you, I've been in some relationships where I couldn't have been more attracted. And clearly they were as well to me. <laughs> but <laughs> sex was just so, we weren't dry. able to get ourselves there. Yeah, it was dry. Wow. I'm pulling out all my moves. I'm doing all the things I do. I'm open. I'm confident. And yet I'm walking away thinking, I don't need to do that again. And I think you were so hot, but the chemistry is just not there. Yeah. I, th- I think I've actually been there before. And you can tweak it. Yeah. You can make that not so good a little better, but you can't create the chemistry. And that means you're meant to be friends, un- unfortunately. You're you just- know what turns me off is like, if I, if I like suck you off and I like swallow your cum and you don't want to kiss me. At, not, not with the cum in my mouth still, but like I already swallowed it and you don't want to kiss me after. I'm just like, ew. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you not want to? I mean, that's fucking hot. Yeah, that's someone bumping into some some boundaries. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, you're talking to me. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going all in after that. There's no problem there. I'm not backing off. Yeah. You know, I always say this. When someone wants you to do something with them sexually, if it's in something safe and comfortable, they're they're wanting to be closer to you. Yeah. It's, it's a compliment. They're saying, I want more. I want to be deeper. I want to be closer. After you go down on a guy and you swallow and you want to kiss him, what are you saying to him? I, I want to be closer to you. I want to stay close to you. I want to stay connected. Yeah. When I'm they kind of do that I'm swerve. Interested. When they do the swerve, like. They're saying they're done. Uh, 
Part of that is them saying, I don't want to stay close or be any closer or I'm done. Yeah. I don't like that. You shouldn't. Yeah, I don't. You want to keep it going. Well, not even that. I mean, like if I didn't do it, they would kiss me after. Yeah. You know, it would still be like, like, damn, that was fire. But, you know, but like if it was in my mouth, no, I don't. It's just weird. I don't know. And after a guy goes down on you and wants to kiss you. Oh my God, he's all in my mouth. Yeah. And I don't mind it. Cause it's like, I like my partner's smell on me. Like I'll put my face everywhere and I want to smell you. I want to smell you on my hands afterwards. Yeah, me too. That kind of stuff turns me on. Yeah, me too. God bless them. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) y'all. Step it up. Me and Chris are on another level. (laughs) We're woke. (laughs) We're straight woke, son. Well, those are good questions. Keep, keep calling in with them. (laughs) <laughs> all right so don't forget to uh subscribe uh loveline with amberrose.com and make sure you call in leave a message for right now um and don't hesitate man the number is 213-375-5258 and that's our show for today uh, i'll see y'all soon yeah see you next week bye This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.